0: announcement the revolution will not be televised i repeat the hemp revolution will not be televised welcome to the hemp revolution podcast the global hotspot for the buzz and the can of biz hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules innovating business and changing history forever Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now, here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez.
1: What's up, guys? Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado, on another rock star episode of the Hemp Revolution Podcast, where we are sharing and telling the real story of cannabis and the hemp through the eyes of the entrepreneurs who are pushing this industry forward. As always, it is our mission to empower you with the truth so that you can make educated decisions about how you want to care for yourself and the people that you love or otherwise enjoy this beautiful gift of life that we have here. I invite you now to like and share this content. Every time you take this simple action, you are helping us transform the way that we think about and talk about cannabis and hemp in our families and communities so like share tag somebody that you know this will make a difference for and thank you once again for being a part of this incredible community if you're someone looking for products that you can trust to deliver the results you're looking for check us out at medicalsecrets.com for some of our favorite picks and if you are a budding entrepreneur Uh, or established business owner in this space and you want to tell your story and share your experience sonia at medicalsecrets.com is my email i'm excited to connect with you today we have another badass rock star in the industry um, someone who has some experience in the digital marketing space and used his current brand and business as an experiment to kick it off the ground. The CBD industry presented itself to him in January of 2015. And without knowing much, he jumped into a sales rep position while learning directly from the co-founder of the CBD company. As we as they grew their team and sales, he became another sales rep, disappointed and... He became another sales rep, disappointed, and wanted to stand out from the pack, exploded internet marketing which led him into a whole different kind of rabbit hole. Soon after he was diving, he was driving warm leads in his sales pipeline. Um, and he was totally hooked. Yeah, I mean, that's happened to you guys. I know that when, if you're listening, if you've ever driven sales and started to see the thing work, you'll lose your freaking mind and go a hundred percent down that trail. This guy's no different by late 2017. He had learned what he needed to learn, and it was time for him to move on. The company succeeded greatly, but it was time for him to go out on his own. He freelanced social media advertising for other companies, including vegan restaurants, which... I'm a huge fan of, so I appreciate the work in the world. And today, Hemp Mentor is still a work in progress, although it remains uh, to see constant improvements as time goes on. And one of the main reasons why I wanted to bring him onto the show was because I've seen the vast improvements. He's doing an incredible job uh, targeting in his local area. He's providing incredible information and he's implementing Evergreen Methods Rather than relying on ads and some of the more traditional and expensive methods of advertising to build his social media following, his own personal brand, and the awareness amongst other entrepreneurs, he truly believes that hemp and entrepreneurship combined have the power to save the world, and his mission is to leave a legacy like Jack Herrera and introduce hemp to game-changing entrepreneurs and industries. Put your hands together and help me welcome my good
2: friend, Jack Hernandez. How's it going? What's up guys? (laughs) Uh, It's going good. It's going good. Thank you so much for the intro. And um, I'm just here to add value to you guys. Anybody that's in the cannabis or hemp industry, I want to add value to you because I've seen this plant change a lot of lives and I'm, I'm just a believer in it.
1: Well, you got involved with this in a pretty interesting way, not really expecting to quote-unquote be in the industry, but you got yourself a gig as a, as a salesperson and then started to build Hemp Mentor, which ended up becoming your brand. What was your inspiration? First of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and what your inspiration was for jumping <laughs> into the hemp craze?
2: Absolutely. So I was a concierge uh, at a luxury condo, and uh 2014 I saw that Obama has signed something called the Farm Bill. I had not I knew nothing about it. I just saw a clip on the news. Um and this whole thing, this new thing called CBD was available. I didn't even know what it was. The first thing I did, I went on eBay, I bought like two different companies, I tested them out. To say the least, that they, they were trash. I mean, it was 2014, you know. Um, but it, I was curious about it. 2015, the opportunity presented it to me, and this guy that had a successful dispensary and grow in Colorado was launching a CBD company. I'm like, I need to meet this guy. Um, I went to him. I was the first sales rep. I was going door to door doing what's called consignment, meaning let me just put this on your shelf. If it sells, it sells. If not, I'll pick it up in two weeks. And that's it. No risk to the business owner. I started doing that. I had no idea what I was selling. I was getting kicked out of smoke shops because they didn't yet know what CBD was. I was getting kicked out of rehabs because they thought I was selling cannabis. And um, that's how I learned, guys. I, I, this person became my mentor. This company is one of the largest manufacturers. I think the, they're still the largest manufacturer in Florida. Um, and yeah, the company blew up. Uh, I was a sales rep. I had no idea what I was selling, going door to door. Eventually, uh, there were more sales reps. We, we started doing phone calls because it was a lot more efficient. And then doing phone calls, uh, getting lists from online and just cold calling the stores, coming out with scripts. And it was all good. Um, but like Sonia was saying, digital marketing changed my life. When I was able to get not cold leads, but warm leads into my sales system, it changed everything for me period. Um, But I was against cannabis. So I used to be against cannabis at one point. Uh, I thought there was a reason why it was illegal. And honestly, I jumped in because it was a very controversial market. I love controversial markets. And I just thought, this is really cool. I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna see what it's about. And seeing little kids Like it changed, like yo, like seeing like this really works. This really helps people. That changed it for me because I came from the paradigm that there's a reason why the government wants this to be illegal. It's for for a reason to protect the public. That's honestly what I thought. And man, it that's why that's why like my like if I could educate, if I could help people get in the industry. I know it will leave a butterfly effect where other people would change their minds. Other people would change the world. Because when you see it for yourself, you see someone come out of a seizure out of this oil in a bottle. That's not FDA approved. You're just like, wow. Like, and that things, like I had multiple experiences that I'm like, I got to do something bigger. And that's where hemp mentor, um, that's where, that's where it was born. It was really born from from, from a place where I'm trying to get more sales and I'm trying to make more impact.
1: Nice. I love that. Um, And what was your mission when you created Hemp Mentors? Was it specifically to work with more like businesses and entrepreneurs or was it the customer that you had in mind? Like what really inspired you and what was your mission behind Hemp Mentor?
2: to be called something else uh, i don't think i could say the name but um it, it was just an email list honestly it was just an email list and a social media account and i was just trying to drive traffic to to my i don't even know what i was doing i was just i i, I had no idea what i was doing <laughs> but uh i started driving traffic to a specific line and that line would ring and the, the leads were born um and it was just that then i then i started looking into the history of hemp I started looking at like, because we all knew like, I, I don't know if you guys seen like a dollar bill that says I grew hemp with George Washington on it. A lot of people have seen that, but I'm like, what does that really mean? So I went to look at the history of hemp and it was just really impressive how the U.S. relied on hemp at one point. like, And now it's illegal. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I started looking into hempcrete. It's fireproof. It's moldproof why don't people know about this stuff? And I was in the CBD world, but I'm like, there's something bigger with hemp overall. Not only for health purposes, but for agricultural, industrial. I mean, you could do so many things out of it. This hat is made from hemp. So that really, that opened my eyes. I'm like, I got to do something bigger. And I can't do it all myself. And that's why I'm like, if I build a team, if I build a tribe of people that believe in this and are entrepreneurs, I think together we could we could really make an impact and possibly change the world. Because honestly, it's entrepreneurship, and um, I, I truly believe that hemp for the for purposes like like cleaning up the environment, um, substituting a lot of things that could be substituted with hemp, such as plastic straws, petroleum. <laughs> um some medications or, or you know you can't say medications but cbd overall and um even like cabinets like if we could stop using wood for cabinets and make it from hemp we could save a lot of trees some of these trees that we're cutting down are hundreds of years old that have, and so much data so so much information those trees have and we're cutting them down to make paper and it's like why not use hemp Why? like this is what we need so if i could spark that spark in an entrepreneur and they go do something different and and then I, I do it with somebody else and I do it with somebody else and they each go do something different and we're each our own leaders in our own companies making a difference I think I, I honestly think that's the way I I, I honestly think that's the way
1: I mean, you're talking to a biased audience here, but I would probably say that most of us agree exactly with what you're saying. Although I have to say that, you know, I come from California, which is sort of this like, Universal bubble of what we believe around Earth sustainability. We come out of the Redwoods, you know, we were driving up and down the Highway 101 where there's these massive historical like for me, they're historical monuments, these gorgeous trees that are, you know, the size of buildings and you know, right about a mile in to the forest on the other side, the whole thing is clear cut. And if you fly from San Francisco up to Oregon or from San Francisco to Washington, you can quite literally see how badly the forest has been impacted by deforestation. And it is like it is one of the saddest things i I've ever seen, and it's as if we are like only preserving this portion so that we don't feel all the way bad about removing that piece of history um but it's it's pretty major, and i'm super I'm actually excited at the at the opportunity to see the world quiet down a little bit right now because I think that we can see how quickly the earth can replenish her resources if the if humanity isn't trampling all over her. Um all over her, you know what I'm saying, so I think what you're saying about you know replacing everyday household items that whether it's a straw or a cabinet with a with a uh you know an easily uh restorative rejuvenative plant like hemp um i think we can see a quite a bit of transformation happen very quickly but i'll tell you in all my years of living in california it was kind of like an underground joke like oh these fucking hippies talking about you know a biodiesel and hemp based you know gasolines and here's another fucking schmuck in his hemp sweatshirt like there was a real stigma associated with even clothing that was made from hemp, you would automatically assume that they were, you know, a certain kind of a person or they'd be dubbed a quote unquote hippie and not be really be taken seriously, which I believe is really unfortunate. And it's interesting to see a decade later um, that those same people are still saying the same things. However, now it's major trendy. Like it's so trendy to have your straw bale house and to have your little hempcrete, you know, structure or whatever it is. It's super, super trendy. So it's pretty funny to me to watch that whole paradigm shift, but I'm really happy and embracing it with both arms as well. Talk to me a little bit about the landscape down in Miami. I know you're pretty active in your community, um, and I know you worked for one of the substantial companies that are you know heavily involved with CBD now. How has miami, which might as well be its own state in Florida, by the way, its own country <laughs> its own country. Um, how is Miami
2: receiving and using CBD? Got it. Well, um, it's pretty open. it's it's a lot more open. Um, just with cannabis overall it's been open um it's mostly cbd stuff um but there was a time in miami for example with cannabis you would get like trouble like you were getting some you were getting you know, you get trouble like now it's it's opened up a yeah. lot freer. there's a place called winwood in miami where people are just smoking weed like and people don't you know the cops don't really care um, but most people in Miami are more focusing on the C B D end of it, on like the pre rolls are huge. Um anything with flour, anything with flour and hand. Um you have the older demographic going more for tinctures, uh due, you know, due to the bioavailability or they don't want to smoke, for example, and it's perfect for them or the topicals. But there's a lot of <clears throat> with C B D it's honestly a lot of people are just jumping in for the money and I'm all for making profit ethically. So in the market, from what I've seen, it's really 20% of the companies that run the market. The rest, for the most part, are either white labels or not nasty to sale. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I see it a lot here, a lot here. Like a lot of people that just start their own CBD company overnight. And they're just trying to sell. They're not really focused on the product quality. I've tested products. I've I've, I've been contracted for. You know, I tested products, and I've seen I've seen different types of CBD. Not all CBD is equal at all. Um, some people are just trying to launch products just to launch it. The formulation is off. The separation of the oil. The consistency is off. Sometimes it doesn't even have CBD in it. So, so true. I I think there needs to be. um That's why I, don't, I I push products that I believe in that I know help me because I I could tell the difference. Like, and, and when you take enough you know, CBD, you could tell the difference between a good quality, you know, a product that's clean and a product that just has a bunch of chemicals. I've seen chem. I've seen products that are that are tinctures that have PG and just have. like just. Just crazy chemicals that you wouldn't give a kid. If you can't pronounce it, it's just simple. If you can't pronounce it, don't put it in your body. That's that's all I see.
1: Yeah, but how is that even possible? I, I, you know, here's something that I want to ask the hemp mentor. Why, please tell me why do we not have the similar standards when it comes to our food? Every single day we are not only ingesting or like. We're ingesting and also feeding our kids and our animals products that are man-made, synthetic, certainly not organic. In some cases, like petroleum jelly, a.k.a. Vaseline. Mm -hmm. They're oil-derived, like quite literally, petroleum-derived products, and we're putting them onto our skin, which is the largest organ on our body. We're putting it into our bodies. I mean, every... We're using them in every way, shape, or form, no matter what the warning signals are. Why do you think people are so scrutinous of their hemp products, but not so scrutinous on their daily nutrition? What's your
2: opinion? I think it's programming. It's just that simple. I think it's programming when it comes down to it, because you see it with cannabis. Like, when cannabis was illegal, it was something cool that the kids did, you know, because it was cool right but you know like the older demographic they're like oh no that's bad for you that burns your brain cells now they're getting introduced to it now they're becoming more um more used to it but then even in that world you find out that there's people that are finessers that just have crap in their products and then there's good products there's good quality products people i think they're too they identify too much with what fda or certain groups say and they just go by that and if it's FDA approved it must be good because I I fell into that group I thought cannabis was bad for you and that's why it was evil but I would I would eat meat every day I would you know uh, you know wash my skin with petroleum-based soaps and that was okay because why well why else would they sell it in the store so it's a switch it's a switch and what opened my eyes the most is seeing the medicine work. It's magic. When I saw a kid that had to wear a helmet and couldn't go to school, go back to school and run around Disney World. And doctors were hitting themselves because they, they they had nothing else. I mean, look at Charlotte Figgy from Charlotte's Web. I mean, just look at that story. Five years old, the doctors wanted to give her hospice. The mom started looking for alternatives. This thing with cannabis oil helps, it's helped people in the past. She reached out to the Stanley Brothers out in Colorado. They, they were growing a strain. They tried it on her. Charlotte figure's a teenager now. like. But they wanted to give her hospice. People are too comfortable with people telling them what's right, what's wrong, what's permission. It's like permission. Yeah, you can't I mean, think for yourself. You can't, exactly. And that's the sad part of I tell people just Google it man. Just 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 like just, just do your do your research because everything's hidden. It's in plain sight, but it's hidden. This whole plant has been in plain sight the whole time. And now it's when it's coming out to the public. Social media changed the game. Because social media now is your channel that you control. You put what what you want in there. And yes, there is censorship. I've gone deactivated. I got many ad accounts blocked. I can't deactivate it. I can't get into them. But social media has opened up a lot of eyes where people see and people are now believing more influencers than the media. That switch is powerful. It's super powerful. And that's why it starts with us. That's why I say consume hemp. Because when you consume hemp, you're not only helping the earth, by by consuming hemp but you're also being you're also being like a walking billboard for hemp that's why i wear these shirts i wear this hat i have hemp seeds uh dude i mean a cbd i post stuff because i become a, a walking advocate a walking billboard for hemp the more hemp i could promote the more hemp grows the more i could help the earth now i my goal with this is really doing the butterfly effect Leading a bunch, you know, helping a bunch of entrepreneurs do whatever the heck you want to do, as long as it involves hemp, and 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 just leave a legacy. Just leave a legacy with that. Um, but you can't listen to the media and just think that they have your interest, your best interest in mind because they don't. Um, you can't just listen to like these people that are that are funded you know, by your taxes, and you know, like, it, it doesn't make sense. If it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. You just do your own research, think for yourself. Google's great, you know, read Jack Herrer, like, read books, like, honestly, like, wake up, because this plan has been in front of us the whole time, now everybody's jumping in, but, I mean, what else, you know, where else does that show up in life, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, totally. I completely know what you mean. I think, you know, I think it's kind of polarizing. People are people are becoming more aware, and if there was a generation like for our baby boomer generation, certainly had a different kind of trust in the government and in society than is available now. Now the millennial generation and you know Generation X and you know, whatever this next generation is called, they are, you know, a lot more scrutin- scrutinous of the information. By the way, I had a question for you. Have you always looked like Bruno Mars? Or is that just like a recent <laughs> Not thing? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all.
2: I've been, i just, I don't know. I do this every now and then where I just, I just do something. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, 2016, it was a beard. <laughs> I had a really long beard. I, I they wouldn't let me in the airport at one point. <laughs> but no, yes, 2016 was the beard. Uh, 2019, 2020 has been the hair. And um, I don't know if I'm just, I had no idea to be honest. I don't you. know. I when you got on, I <laughs> was like. <laughs> <laughs> I experiment. People call me out on stuff. And if they do it enough times, I know I'm doing a good job
1: yeah <laughs> I love that I just had to ask because I, I I one time this girl got on um this girl got on with me and she ended up actually being my hairdresser a couple my makeup artist for a couple of products or for a couple of projects and I kept asking her like what I don't know who you remind me of but you look like somebody and she's like it's Lady Gaga and I was like yeah do people tell you that you look like lady gaga and she was just like all the time that's why i decided to become an impersonator and i make like i make six figures a year just like attending a few parties a year playing lady gaga and i was like girl that is tight like you straight look like a monster clan right now like so good Anyways, I just had to add a little pattern interrupt there. Um you recently you recently put out um a piece of content where you're helping folks understand how to get involved with the industry. Tell me a little bit about your ebook.
2: Yeah, so ebook number one, uh I think I lost it in twenty eighteen and it was just me in front of my laptop. I'm like, I gotta get this information out there. Um it's on my website, and it's it's really for beginners. It's for pe- It's for those that want to get their foot in the industry, learn hands-on. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I I mean I, I went to a community college. I graduated. I didn't even know I graduated. I didn't learn anything from business there. Nothing. I learned business working inside of a startup, working rubbing elbows with people that I could learn from. That's how I learned business. And in a CBD startup, it was perfect. It it was perfect. So the whole point of my ebook is help people get their foot in the door, whether that be as a sales rep, whether that be as an Instagram account, giving shout outs or, or doing reviews online for existing CBD products that they believe in. But just getting their foot in the door, learning whatever they have to learn, ebook two which i'm launching this year is for those who have taken that step and are ready to move on how to how to like how to get around instagram for example instagram will deactivate you if you don't do you know the certain things if you use certain hashtags uh, for example if you use the hashtag weed it's um it's like flagged on instagram you can't you know there's certain things that I had to learn in the hard way. I had to learn it getting deactivated at 18K on an account that was making me, you know, I don't know, a few hundred bucks online and just an affiliate sales. You know, just that one account, boom. I had to learn these things. And um, if I could facilitate it for others, then great. If I could help you be successful with hemp and you do a lot of stuff with hemp and you grow a lot of hemp and because of you, there was a lot of hemp being produced. And I'm grateful I could do it, and that's it. And it's free. I'm not even monetizing. <laughs> both of them are going to be free. Maybe the third one will be on uh, Amazon, a physical book, and that one will be on charge, or uh, free plus shipping or something. But yeah, both. Of them. Yeah, they're they're free.
1: Well, let's talk about the method for a second because I think it's important to know. For a lot of folks, uh, I think the first generation hemp um, entrepreneur was really focused on mass distribution and pushing out products into physical locations. I think second generation. Um, is primarily focused into the digital marketing realm. Some put one of those strategies on the back burner and went full bore on the other, right? Like you were either an A strategy or a B strategy and the other one was on the back burner. Now with COVID-19, we're seeing everybody move online and it's more important than ever to own the data um, so that you can market in multiple capacities um and messaging is everything right like your messaging is going to help you monetize so for you you're doing you're not charging right now you're adding massive value and you're building your list talk to me a little bit about the strategy like why are you doing things the way that you're doing it why are you not charging right now i know the answer to this but not everybody does
2: (laughs) well you said it like right away you want to own the data Number one, listen, that's wisdom right there. You owning the data. There's a lot of things you could do with data that people don't know about. For example, um, if you guys are into the digital marketing world, basically you put a pixel on your website, a, a Facebook pixel on your website, and you could retarget to everybody that went on your website. Now, with hemp cannabis, your ads account gets shut down, your pixel becomes irrelevant. And all that traffic that is in the pixel, Facebook owns the pixel. So you don't own the data. You're done. Unless they reactivate your account, you lost that data. So building out an email list, for example, you own the data. Now, with me owning the data, let's say, and I'm really hoping for this to happen, I, and maybe it will happen one day. But let's say Facebook's like, okay, we okay hemp for advertising. Now I can literally upload all those emails into Facebook and create what's called lookalike audiences. And one email, let's say an email list of 10 K I could automatically I could, I could 10 10X it with very similar people to that list. So Facebook, Google, they have a lot of data. They track everything you do online pretty much. So they basically get that, that person, that email and, and they, you're basically duplicating data. Basically. In simple terms. You're duplicating data. And when you could do that, you could scale really fast. Why am I giving it for free? Well, yeah, it is a lead magnet. I'm collecting emails and yeah, what you know, when you give me your email, you're gonna get emails from me and, and that's gonna build out my, my email list. But not only that, I'm I'm building out my email list. I could duplicate audiences in the future if Facebook allows it or if I do some, you know, uh, cloaking or black hat methods to, to, you know, add a new Facebook account and whatnot. But with email, you're a lot less censored on what you could promote, number one. So you could actually promote CBD products. You could promote, you know, THC products if you're in in a medical state or or if that's your territory. Um, But you could promote CBD a lot more freely than what you could do on, on even organic um, Instagram. And with email, I mean, email is so powerful. You could read, you could like, there's so many things. You could like, you could do funnels. People that don't ha- that haven't opened your email, you could send them um, that same email with a new subject headline to see if they open it. Um, the people that keep opening your emails, the people that, it's so powerful, especially if you create uh, a list of purchasers. So let's say, for example, outside of hat uh, if I'm selling hats. I create a a, a list. Uh, I create. I have my email list. Boom. I, I know a hundred of these people bought my hat. I can literally upload those to Facebook and just do lookalike audiences with people that are tend to buy, tend to buy these hats. Like it, it's so powerful. I'm a nerd, but it's so powerful. Um, books like Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson, um, Dot Com Secrets, uh, Million uh, The Millionaire Fast Lane by N. J. DeMarco. These books will literally dissect or, you know, they really help me. And um, I don't even know if I answered your question, to be honest with you, but I'm so like a nerd when it comes to this stuff. My phone hit, I actually, I
1: accidentally hit the mute. I was like, yes, I love Russell Brunson. <laughs> his, I love all three of his books have just been so impactful for all the things that I learn and, and implement in our business. And there's a few ninja strategies that we have ourselves just from working inside of the, inside of the hemp industry. Um, you know, for as long as we have, and where a lot of folks have gotten shut down, or like you were talking about the challenges of getting shut down or not being able to, you know, do certain things like we've we've really been thriving. And it's all because we're really value driven, education based community that helps to empower the individuals to make better educated decisions on how you know, they're caring for themselves and really humanizing content, you know, like nobody knows, nobody really understands yet, even still, like, what is a cannabinoid? Why does that matter? What the endocannabinoids is these bare bone basic stuff. Like we know about it because we talk about it every day. But in fact, like the consumer is just trying to figure out like, why should I use this instead of my aspirin? Why is this going mm-hmm. to be better for me? And the ask answering the question, will this work for me? So, for those of you guys who are too, who are listening in, you have to remember to keep it stupid simple, or keep it simple stupid. Whatever you however you want to lay it That's out, true. like you just have to keep it super simple. But to you know, to pair into what you were saying, like I attest to this a thousand percent. There was a time where I where many chat, which is a tool online to build your messenger list. Um, was a really powerful tool. And it was a new tool. And we had built our audience to over almost a million people. And we implemented the chatbot just to see what would happen. And over like a six to nine month period, we built the chatbot up to 453,000 people or 456,000 people. And at the push of a button, we could get... We could notify people that we were going live. We could notify people when we were um, sending out a lead, a new lead capture or a free report. We could send people offers to buy CBD all through the messenger chat and we could generate hundreds of new customers, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in sales, um, you know, thousands of people who are opting in and clicking through. And it was just a hyper-engaged way to um, keep people excited about who you are and what you were doing. From there, you siphon folks off into your email list. And we built an email list. Um, I'm not even sure how big it is right now, but we, you know, through our email list. And, and honestly, I don't even do the best job of communicating with my email subscribers. Sorry guys about that. Um, but you know, we built out this email list and, Every single time, so you have this massive following on social media and then a a little bit less will come onto uh, your messenger and a little bit less will come into your email list and and even less than that will um, open your email list and fewer will buy your stuff. However, as you build up, you know, 10 at a time, 100 at a time, 1,000 at a time, that buyer's list, It's Dan Kennedy said it best. You create a funnel... You create a way for people to buy from you so that they can continue to buy from you so that they will continue to buy from you. And that's what you have to do. You continue to generate value in a way that builds the list, that builds the community, and ultimately builds your bank account. That's like, you know, some of the heat that I'll drop right there. But I want to ask you, I want to ask you another question. Um, and, and marketing tends to be one of the biggest issues that folks talk about when it comes to building and growing their business. Where do I spend my money? How do I, you know, how much do, should I be spending? Who do I trust? The other thing is banking and advertising, That's or banking and merchant processing, which has been a huge challenge for the industry. In your sector, your facet of the industry, what has presented itself to be the biggest challenge for you outside of marketing and advertising and those nuances?
2: Definitely merchant services is really up there. Um, Definitely merchant services. Um, When I got started, honestly, and it was even unrelated to marketing, when I got started, what really held me back was me knowing that I was going into a market and uh, my family and a lot of people that I grew up around weren't gonna support me, okay, very close people, and just being okay with it. that was that was like my number one thing that that honestly was it's unrelated to marketing. But once I was able to get over that and I saw what this plant does, i mean everything was, was was a game changer um but it, it, you want it towards marketing and you want it towards the industry because I can mention a few i can in the industry it's consistency if you're doing like a white label it's making sure that you always have consistency in you know in in your oil it's, it's it's no separation it's always a consistent product that person could deliver every time. Um when it comes to digital, I mean I've I've dude Facebook ads have been a mission with me. I've gone Facebook reps. If you go to my my uh my previous um inst my personal Instagram, my previous post, I'm actually at the Facebook loca- the headquarters in Miami, but they have a, an office here in Berkeley, Miami. And I'm there signing the wall. I wrote hemp for the masses because I've gone such I've gone rejected and kicked in the butt by Facebook so many times after spending thousands on, 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 on building up an ad account and then just overnight it's gone so um yeah evergreen for me it's evergreen like honestly you could use ads to help you scale to help you grow but just know that i mean when it comes to hemp and cannabis <coughs> it's probably not going to be you know an account that you have forever so if if you could if you could use it drive traffic to an evergreen funnel, then do it. But if you're going to rely on ads for your business or for your affiliate products or whatever, I, I really don't suggest it because the moment your ads turn off, your, your money is done.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, what's next for you and Hemp Mentor? What do we have to
2: look forward to? Uh, a Local meetup group in Miami. Um, obviously free. Local meetup group in Miami um, where other hemp professionals could connect and you know whatever just add value. Um, but I wanna I, I wanna focus more. I wanna focus more on content that people aren't talking about. I'm not even talking about CBD. I'm talking about real estate investors. Or the people that build houses, you know, people, real estate investors, people that, that that flip houses, that have to like deal with contractors. You know how we can make a more greener home using hemp cabinets. Uh, uh, certain parts of the house could have um, uh, hempcrete. Um, just 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 implementing on a daily life. You know, there's a company called uh, Hempstraws. They follow me on 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 Instagram. They're making straws from hemp. Everybody hates paper straws. Everybody, fe- everybody's like paranoid with the plastic straws, feeling guilty because of 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 you know the pollution and, and the turtles. And now you got hemp straws. That's amazing. So everyday products that people use that they don't even realize they're using, like napkins, if we could substitute it into hemp boom, it's game over. Like it's little, it's, it's, it's little by little. It's not going to be overnight. But it's little by little. Um, and then helping others do that because if enough people do it, we could definitely make an impact.
1: Totally agree. Where can folks find you if they're interested in following your journey or joining you in one of your meetups?
2: So you could DM my uh, head mentor on Instagram or Facebook. My personal account is jnug um, on Instagram. And uh, headmentor.com, get your free ebook, take advantage of it. I've gotten feedback about it. Definitely take advantage of it. And if there's anything there that, that you you think I should add or or anything at all, just hit me up. I'm I'm really you know just DM me or or, or message me on the website, contact us or whatever. I'm I'm really responsive to to my to, to my my uh my audience and you know my tribe.
1: Amazing. Well, I'm super excited to have you on the show, Jay. I think I think like what you are up to and how you're starting and what you're doing. Like this, it's it's just, it's a marathon, you know, it's not a sprint and you really have to just like take your time, pace yourself and do the right things at the right time. And there's no better time than the beginning to build your list. Cause anytime that you release anything, you know, your tribe can follow you and, and follow along with what you're doing. So I, I commend you for implementing those things. I'm so excited to celebrate the upcoming success that I that's inevitable for you and uh, please continue to use me as a resource you know as you continue to build and grow it's going to be exciting times for sure
2: i'm right back at you i love what you're doing
1: Yeah, thanks so much. Um, For those of you guys who are tuning in, I'm so grateful to you guys as well for being a part of our Hemp Revolution community and the Medical Secrets family. As you know, we live to serve you every day. So continue to leave your feedback and let us know what your burning questions are about the industry. Um, If you're someone who's looking for products that you can depend on to deliver the results you're looking for, check us out at medicalsecrets.com. We have some great finds in the inside of the marketplace and some of our absolute best and favorites that have been personally vetted through us. And if you are a budding entrepreneur or business owner in this space, I'd love to hear your story. Shoot me a, an email at Sonia at medicalsecrets.com. And I will look forward to connecting with you further. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Sonia Gomez. And this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you on our next show, guys.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution And we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live.